Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the F-Stops here. We are the Portrait Paradigm. I'm Monica Sigmund. I'm here with Bev and Tim Walden today. We're another skeleton crew this week. Michael's out getting some dental work done. Rod will be back with us in a few weeks. Um, but we are fresh back from Imaging USA in Nashville, and we're exhausted and excited and overwhelmed, much like I'm sure many of you are. And um, it's kind of our, our first time back in the studio, and we thought, you you know what, let's talk about some house cleaning before we get excited about all the new things that we've just seen and we want to implement. Let's let's kind of go through for our audience, maybe a little bit of the um, annual house cleaning that we're doing at our studios and, uh, and see if we can share any good ideas there. I know when I worked retail back in the day, I worked um, in college, I worked at the Eddie Bauer outlet. We've got a lot of outlets here in Williamsburg. And our outlets were so crazy that on any given Saturday, we would do about $65,000 in sales with the average priced item at $11. So you can imagine how insane oh, that was. Yeah. And so in January, we always, we spent a month doing what we called snap back to standards. And we literally took every article of clothing off of every hanger, off of every shelf, you know, cleaned it, windexed it, did all the things, refolded it, retagged it and all of that. And so I always, I always think of that when we head into January and I'm kind of looking around our studio and, um, and what we need to do, but there's a lot to talk about. So Tim and Bev, I'm going to let you kick it off and, um, and we'll just kind of roll with it. Yeah, you know, you would think, um, and by the way, hello, everybody. It's uh, uh, for <laughs> those we saw at IUSA, uh, hello again, and everybody listening. So thrilled to be back here uh, doing some more podcasts. And um, I think, you know, um, no matter how long you're in this business, that there's like, you look for like those times, it's like a refresh, restart. And it always seems to be around the first of the year. Um mm -hmm. You know, for us, it's first quarter because I don't do anything like by the first of the year. I need three months. <laughs> it's like, don't make me do it by then. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, you're coming off of like the busiest season. It's like, what are we doing January 1st? I'm sleeping. <laughs> don't bother me. Leave me alone. So, yeah. So, it's, you know, I look at things more like first quarter instead of first of the year. And, yeah. and I think it's a refresh. I, 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 you know, we were talking, Monica, uh, before we hit the record button that you know it's easy sometimes to to preach but you don't always practice and uh, speaking about myself you know it's like we're looking at like uh, speaking of house cleaning thinking of it more from a corporate kind of perspective is like you know going I look at my price list which is kind of a, to me a living document yes um, because even though you know the core things that you have there are are, are going to stay, you know, the most, uh, um, the signature pieces, the statement pieces, but, but maybe what you put them on, or one of the processes uh, that you follow can change, and you, you tweak it as you go, and, and I find myself, uh, this is so funny, I found myself, like, I was looking at my pricing schedule, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm doing what I tell people not to do, I just <laughs> added this, and I've added that, so for me, a lot of the house cleaning, if you think of it from that perspective, mm -hmm. from a, a product and a pricing schedule and all that, is is eliminating 
you know, going back, like, what do you really need? And, you know, I, what was that, that book, that time as good as the enemy of great or something like yeah, that? Because yeah. I think, you know, for those of you listening, they're like, well, this is a good product. Well, this is a good thing to offer. Well, this is good. Well, yeah, it's good. But uh, does it add a layer of confusion? And also, for me, a lot of times, it's like getting back to the core uh, values, the core qualities that make Walden's Walden's and saying, um, I don't need this because I'm spending too much time talking about all of these different things. So a lot of our um, housekeeping is elimination, you know, yeah. and then and then once you eliminate and I would advise a lot of businesses eliminate things that you that are good for the for the greater things and then perfect the great things to a new level of great. And yeah, that's uh, and that's point. really I think that's where you shine because man people just they can't keep up with us and you know coming out of IUSA it's like it's like going to a, like a gourmet buffet you know it's like you walk in, <laughs> you walk in the trade show and it's like I want that no I want that I love that we should offer this yeah oh yeah. let's add that to the studio and yeah. pretty soon it's like an explosion of just really cool things. Yeah, and nobody gets it. So yeah. we have to temper ourselves, you know, a little bit. So we're working now on as we do this on our messaging. That's part of our. our we're, we've got some new messaging that w- that we're working on, um, kind of refreshing our, our messaging, keeping with who we are in our brand, but saying it a little bit better. Yeah. We're working on our product, as I just mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, a perfecting product that we have and eliminating good product to keep it simple and so forth and, and much, much more. Simple is the, is the key. Yeah. You know, when I used to go through trade shows, I got, I wanted this and that, like you said, yeah. you went to equipment. I went to foofy stuff, girly stuff, clothing and <laughs> wings yeah. and backgrounds and frames and things, feathers. Yeah. Find me a feather. <laughs> Find me a feather. <laughs> <We're both> the- <laughs> and uh, it's, it's so funny. Um, we we look at our business and our brand as a yardstick. And so I would come back to Tim all excited, come look at this booth number three and da-da-da. And he'd say, Did you hold up the yardstick? I'm like, no. Because <laughs> when I hold up the Walden yardstick, then I realize, does it match or yeah. does it not? What a buzzkill you are, Tim. Yes, you're a buzzkill, baby. <laughs> you're a joy sucker, <laughs> That's Tim. That's my middle name. I just don't bring it up often. <laughs> so, so I was like, no, it doesn't match. The, you know, it's okay to do it for yourself if you want to yeah. do something that's off-brand. But people, people can't figure out if you if you provide too much, too many things and get it complicated people don't have the mindset and the focus anymore really to figure out what you're trying to say. And um, it's not their job. either. It's not their job. So we're really what we worked on today all afternoon was how do we simplify the message? How do we get out of the realm of telling them every last thing about the paper or the ink or the, this or the, that, that's all, it's all, that's a later thing. Like we're learning to layer the, the stuff, the magnet at the top and then start dripping all the other details in as we've hooked the client. Well, and don't you think too, not only is that a later thing, but I think for a lot of us, that should be a given thing. 
right? right? Like it should be assumed if we built our brand the right way. Like I don't mm-hmm. really need to hear all the specs. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. probably some do about like, if you buy a fancy car, I don't need to hear all of the specs, but it's like a Mercedes or whatever I go. Okay. I know it's quality. Right. So right. the ideal situation is that we're all building brands that once in a while, it's nice for them to hear a spec that they might re- repeat at a dinner party when the, when the friends are looking at the portrait or whatever. But the real goal is to get to the, to the point where they just know we've chosen the best right. we have to have because we're Walden's or we're Sigmund Taylor, yeah. or we're right. Evan's portrait. So that's the foundation really. And I think too, you can, even with those things, Monica, um, where you're talking about like the specifics, I think you can still talk about the results of some of those specifics. In other words, we don't always have to talk about the paper, but we can talk about longevity. This is correct. That kind of ties back into your story. So we're selecting the the papers that your that your children's children will stand in front of and, and tell those stories. So so you you're you're using a nod to that, I think. And I know That's at some point yeah, and at some point we're going to talk, you know, about how to provide information. But I think, you know, that what is the old saying? And I, I know if you've listened to us, you've heard me say it is the heart buys, the mind justifies. Right. And everybody's a little different. There's our people who want more information, but I don't think we just, we just say, okay, well then I'm going to share information with everybody because right. then, you know, you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot. So you just provide a path to that for those who, who might want it. Yeah. You, you have to have it ready. There. Yeah. You, yeah. And you, and you do it in abbreviated quick forms, you know, and I think photographers are their own worst enemy, yeah. you know, because we, we so appreciate the decisions that we make about those <laughs> yeah. things. I, yeah, I mean, I seriously mean that yeah. like we take it serious, you know, the lab, the, the camera that we're using, the processing that we're doing, the papers we're selecting. And then we assume that other people need to know that. But if you if you built trust into your brand, as you said, and you right. build this high level of trust, right. then all you're doing is diluting the experience by spilling this stuff out of your mouth when you should be talking about their family, their children. And you're that goes exactly back to, right. It goes back to that that you know, and I guess it's the book that Story Brand talked about making the client the hero. Yeah, you're and exactly right. We try and to make them a student instead of a hero. They don't want to be. Think a about um, when we were shopping for cars. It always, I always, I feel like I have all these car analogies. But we were shopping for cars, and we had um, when we went to the Mercedes place, they just gave us the keys and let us go. They didn't, they didn't need to sit with us in the car. And then we went to another dealership, and they wanted to sit with us in the car. And the girl in the back was saying things like, "So this has, you know, power windows and." power roof. And I'm like, Oh, honey, if it didn't have that, I wouldn't even be in the car in the first place. Like, why are you talking about the basics, you know, or like automatic start remote start. I'm like, again, wouldn't be looking at the car. Like it's kind of like, know your audience. Right. And, and, and know your consumer. And so Mm -hmm. we don't want to talk about the things that we don't want to give them a reason to think, wait, do you have models that don't have power windows or do you have Do you have paper that's not going to last, you know, know, until my grandchildren? So it's, I think that's really important. The other thing too, I think on on that Monica is that having those things uh, when you start talking about them brings attention and you're majoring on the minors. It doesn't bring attention to, 
how do you feel in this car? What's right. the scenery that you're seeing? You know, the the smoothness, the the laughter with the person sitting next or, to you. Or most most importantly, how cool do I look driving? Yes, this well, hello. <laughs> I thought that went without saying. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, it's like, yeah. But and so let's yeah. get and down so, to it, Tim. Yeah, when you start talking about all that stuff, you're saying what you're telling people is take your mind off of the magic right. and put it on the mechanics. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, and it's like, please. Yeah, you're uh, pointing if, yeah, them in the wrong direction. Exactly. And so, mm-hmm. so yeah, you are. You're you're bringing attention to it. And they, like you said, they just kind of assume the, the windows were power windows. They assume yeah. when they go to Sigmund Taylor or Walden's that it is on the most amazing substrates, that it will last. Right. So, yeah, so those things can be there in, in ways that those who want to dig for it can get it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's the way we uh, meet and greet and welcome people to our brands. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I like that. Uh, <clears throat> I just wrote that down. The the magic versus mechanics. So right. I think that's exactly. a I think that's a great phrase exactly. as as usual, Tim. <laughs> um, <laughs> so one of the other things that I thought um, we could chat chat about along these lines is like you said we've gone to the trade show now we have 118 new products we want to add to our list (laughs) and um and so we've got to kind of sit quietly now and and say well what i think each product has to have a purpose you guys taught me that right like everything has to fulfill a need or solve a problem and so i think that's a good um a lens to look through everything and i know for us just like you said tim now we're looking at how do we level up so for our wall art you know we're looking at changing our substrates altogether, changing our finishes this year really evaluating is what we're what we're offering the the freshest thing the most timeless the best product because you know it goes back to that confidence in the sales room, right? And and when we are when we are asking for a lot of money for something that we know might not be the top of the line product that we could offer, maybe we went a little cheap on the paper, we went um, down a level on the museum grade acrylic or whatever, we didn't go museum, right. we went the 66%, whatever. Um, then we have that little hesitation when we when we ask for that dollar amount. And, and that I think cannot be underestimated. So we just have to make sure that we are really handing over the best the best product that we can we've done the research i think the people listening to this would would say amen to that because i think you're not listening to this unless you care you know if you don't care and it's like oh this is a way to make a few bucks then you're not listening to us right now no and if you're listening to us then you do you do care and to do something short of that um, I think we'll create an uneasiness and, you yes. know, I, I feel, I hate to say it, you feel a little bit like, uh, you know, kind of sleazy when you're well, a little disingenuous, even, I think. Well, yeah, but yeah. If, even if you're doing a good job, but you're, you're all this whole brand message is about excellence and beauty and grace and all of those things. And you're cutting some corners. You, you might get away with it for a while, but I think you'll be uneasy about it. So I know the people listening to us right now would feel very much that it's true what you what you just said. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're looking at, like I said, we're looking at revamping some of our products in the midst of our house cleaning here. Um, it's always a good time to kind of take another glance at your price lists, right? I mean, gosh, right. the last couple of years, prices have gone up on just about everything. 
and you think, oh, it's fine to absorb a dollar here, a dollar there. But if you're not paying attention, it could be, you know, impactful to your bottom line more significantly than you might be thinking. So I think it's a good time of year to just kind of reevaluate all the new price yeah. lists are out, the catalogs are out. Again, if you're charging where you should be, those little changes shouldn't shouldn't make a big impact, right? We don't want to be nickel diming our clients, but we just need right. to be aware of what's happening in the marketplace. Um, and then I think that um, for us, we're looking at really trying to, we've been on the hunt for, for some options for a more approachable product to bring in kind of the next generation of Sigmund Taylor clients. I think uh, traditionally speaking, the families that um, do business with us typically have older children. They're a little bit more set in their careers by then, that kind of thing. So we're kind of looking at, hey, you know what? We need to we need to start looking at the next gen coming in, and and what can we do right. to um, to entice them to come in and give us a try? Because I think it's easy for photographers to say, well, I don't want to do a model call or I don't want to do um, an offer that's not going to give me my average sale. And don't you guys think that there's an opportunity to change our thinking there? Because I don't know about you guys, but in January and February and March, I'd rather make some sales than no sales at all, because I'm holding out to get to that, you know, high number that we usually average. Don't, do you guys want to talk about that for a minute? Did it make sure. any sense or am I uh, just rambling? <laughs> no, I, I think it's kind of a reset, refresh kind of thing like we talked about. Yeah. I mean, it gives you that opportunity. And I think there's things that you can do like that that don't compromise your brand. I mean, ultimately, that that is the yardstick Beverly was talking about earlier. It's like, what can I do to bring in the, those new faces, new people that, uh, and maybe your dollar amounts uh, will grow. I mean, you know, we photograph sure. a lot of people that are coming out of maybe out of med school and, you know, they're broke, but mm -hmm. they, but they like nice things. And so they'll invest, but then down the road, they will be amazing, um, you know, spenders because they have an appreciation of art. And so I think, you know, this is a good time to, to find ways to attract those, those folks through the door and, um, and kind of build, you know, a, a new, a new database, new client base, new up and coming young children and, and families to, to, to yeah. build on. You're sowing you, the seeds for the next, the next yeah, crop. You just right. have to, right. I think the thing you have to do is to say, does this fit my brand and is my brand protected? And I think what I mean by that is like, we can build a product for a time of year, right? Or we can build, uh, we can do something. And I've even done things like gift with purchase, like including mm -hmm. a framing or something when we don't normally do that. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't do 30% off or a BOGO, you know, that's right. just never going to happen. And I'm not, I don't mean to insult anybody that does that. What I'm saying is that's not our brand. Mm -hmm. So I ask you simply to, you know, to, to write it down, to ask some people in your business, some friends that know your brand, sleep on it. Don't just knee-jerk reactions are like, I need people through the door, so I'm going to give away a free this or that. Maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe that's fine with your brand. I don't know, but it would never be with mine. But there's times in the past where that's what I would have done. It's like, right, oh my God, right. I need people through the door. Yeah, We've right. all been there. And and there are times even today, you know, with a successful business, times a year where things slow down, it's a bit more roller coaster, and you start feeling a little bit frantic. 
you know, inside, you got to say, wait a minute, <laughs> this all comes out in the yeah. forest. This is cyclical It's part of the job. So what can I do during this time to develop a new product? What can I do to bring in new people and still guard and protect who I am as an artist? I think that's so, so key. And I think this is the perfect time of year to kind of reassess that. And I think there's some people that probably are wanting to make improvements to their brand, to elevate their brand. And now is a great time to, like you said, sit, but you've got to, you've really got to articulate that clearly in your mind before you bring it to the marketplace. Because if you're confused about the brand that you are versus the brand that you want to be, then your clients don't know where to put you either. So um, there's no saying that there's a formula or it's got to be this amount of time between the time you say you're going to be it and then you are it. I mean, you just have to come out of the gate and say, this is the brand, right? We are high end, we are luxury and then start um, acting accordingly and, and things will fall into place. I think sometimes we get paralyzed because we go, well, what, how will I know when I'm luxury or how will I know yeah, when right. I've arrived? Right. Yeah. But it's our job to tell that, to communicate that from the mountaintops. We don't have the yeah. money for PR firms or anything like that. So that's on us. That's what we've yeah. got to, got to be doing. Yeah. If, if somebody's listening and that's the way they feel, I, a book I would always recommend it started for us was the E-Myth. Mm-hmm. You know, because it talks about myths about entrepreneurs, which is what E means. And it talks about knowing where you're going and starting and then building consistency, building those things into your brand. Mm-hmm. That really changed us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, I think you, you do have to you do have to you have to guard your brand, even if your brand isn't known and act like it is. I think you you act like it is, you perform like it is, and you and you work on it as if it's already there because it starts, what, what is it? Perception that becomes reality, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. reality becomes perception. And I think what, what, what happens mm-hmm. in this industry, and probably again, not the people listening to this, probably, hope, you know, if anybody is, then maybe it'll help. But I think a lot of us, we're like, schizophrenic you know we're like multiple personality businesses and so it's almost like oh well, I'm this I need to be that oh my gosh I need this well I'm going to do that and it's like you're multiple personalities and people looking in they don't know who they're seeing mm-hmm. and we have to say what is the personality of my business and personality meaning in a broad brush sense your price your look your your uniqueness your experience all of those things what is that and then don't worry about being right. Just be as right as you can and then morph it and modify it as you go. And you'll see it takes on a maturity as time goes by. Like you say, don't worry about making a good plan. Just make a plan. Make yeah. a bad plan. Yeah. Any plan. Right. Make a plan. It'll morph. But um, <clears throat> excuse me. I forgot what I was going to say now. I don't, I don't know, know, but that was good. Yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> that works. Well, you know, <laughs> one thing, one thing you made me think of was, you know, it, it, imaging this week, I sat in on David Trust's class, of course, CEO of Professional Photographers of America. I always like to hear what he has to say, because he he does a lot of research and brings kind of facts forward without a yeah. lot of um, emotion or bias. And so one of the things that he was talking about that I thought was so good was that um, when, you know, because our, our economy has been on a roller coaster and, and gone up and down. And he said, even when the economy or our, our situation changes, our mindset can't. 
And I thought that was good because, you know, we have to stay the course and we've listened to, you know, fourth quarter of last year with the stock market. And now, you know, they're raising rates again, or they're doing this again. And, um, and he just said, you know, our mindset, we have to stay the course with our mindset because that's Mm -hmm. where we really get into trouble. We listen too much to this or that. And we start to just make excuses or protect ourselves. I think a little bit from being, hurt or having a slow year or slow times. And I don't know about y'all, but we make our absolute worst decisions when we are short on cash. Every, every big mistake that we've made in our business or my business before Michael came, every big mistake we made was because we were short on cash and we started to panic. Yeah. Cause it's out of fear and desperation. Yes. And I think, yes. uh, I think the, the opposite can be true, but rarely is. But I think if you look at it that way and the opposite meaning difficult times can cause you to make quality decisions, mm-hmm. but we, but our decisions a lot of times are more knee jerk and they're more, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. this needs to change now. And, and there's, you know, it's easy to say that. And there's a reality to that. We've all experienced it and it's painful and it's, it doesn't seem that way. But I think if you look at it and say, okay, this, I can make something good out of this. I can learn to do, and then finish that sentence, or I can learn to implement, or I can start doing this and, and then do it very calculated. And then if you make a mistake, fix it. I think I'm more interested in when I make a mistake and realizing I made a mistake than just saying, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in. I don't care if it's a mistake, you know, um, I've made uh, many of them and thank God some of them, I think have been forgotten. I hope (laughs) it's it's just part of life, you know, that's part of life. So yeah, I remember what I was going to say now Uh (laughs) coming from a different perspective of staying the course is that we are all creatives Mm -hmm. and that's hard Mm -hmm. to keep doing the same thing over and over for somebody that's creative because we're also all a little bit ADD maybe, you know, like, like I know for myself, I'm always searching for what's the next thing? What's a new thing? What's a, right, what's right. the glitter that's shining? You know, there's a shiny object in a tree out there and that looks interesting. And I get bored with what, you know, the same old, same old sometimes. But what I've done is if I'm interested in something that doesn't match our brand at all, I just do it pers- as a personal project. Great advice. Because then that fulfills what's inside of me. That's the creative part. But I don't, I know better than to confuse the marketplace with bringing all these different things to the market, because really, I mean, even like it's what's crazy stuff, the AI created stuff, the, you know, Photoshop, digital, all of that brought in so many different things and avenues that you could travel on. And I remember Sarah Smith, wonderful photographer saying, just because you can, doesn't mean you should. Mm-hmm. And we can mm-hmm. do a whole lot of stuff, but we yeah. shouldn't do a whole lot of stuff. You know, at least, at least our face to the public. And so it's we've like always I... fulfilled the creative part, maybe creating something for competition or just inviting an interesting character and to sit, you know, for a portrait, just for us, just to have something as an outlet, as an outlet, because otherwise we get really, I think we would get really stale and just 
boring ourselves. You know, we would just bore each other. I bore myself a lot. <laughs> we bore ourselves. <laughs> no, I think that's a, I think that's a great not. distinction. I think that's a great distinction. And, and if we, if we aren't, if we aren't taking care to do that, that's where burnout can come in. And, and none of us want exactly. that. So if we ever want to do a podcast on burnout, I will, I will fill oh, that gosh. whole class. I will fill that whole talk up. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that yeah. one. Yeah, buddy. I think we've all been there. Oh man. So so anyway, I think this was a good start for, um, for people who are sitting down and thinking about what's ahead. And then on our next episode, let's talk a little bit about, um, what we're doing in first quarter to make sure we've got our revenue, um, coming in and that we're being proactive for the year instead of reactive. So looking forward to that next episode with you guys. In the meanwhile, I am supposed to tell you that we are the portrait paradigm and this is the F stops here. And you can find us at the portrait paradigm com. Our episodes come out every Wednesday morning if we're doing our jobs, <laughs> if we're doing it right. They'll come out every uh, Wednesday morning. And if you're enjoying them, we sure would love uh, a comment or a five star to help us um, get this message out to more photographers. So in the meanwhile, we hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you next Wednesday.